welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. I believe that there's a grace being released for salvation right now. Um, we, uh, Debbie and I used to pastor uh, a church in East London uh, for many years. We saw incredible revival and outpouring there. But um, a fresh wave has uh, apparently broken out in East London right now. In fact, the pastor of our old church uh, messaged me this week. And um, the schools have been just organizing meetings. Um, because it's, it's actually coming from the kids. The kids are wanting um, to, to organize meetings around the Lord. And three, in three different schools this week, there were meetings um, where uh, kids uh, organized it and they got, uh, got together. And across those three schools, they saw 156 uh, kids give their lives to Jesus this week. And so I'm so excited to see what, uh, what God is doing. And I want to encourage you. I believe that there is an anointing and there is grace coming on us to see harvest. To see people coming to know, uh, to know the Lord. And, and so I'm, just gonna, I'm going to carry on speaking about this. But I believe it's a season for us all to get equipped. To be ready for what, uh, for what God is about to do. It's a season to prepare our nets because um, I, I, uh, I really believe the Lord is releasing uh, grace to see people come into the Lord. So today I'm going to uh, speak about sharing your faith and how to be ready to share your faith. Um, for many of us, many Christians, when confronted with the opportunity to share our faith, our problem is not so much that we, we um, not that we don't want to share our faith, but for many of us, we've never actually just been trained how to share our faith. And when we get that moment, we're not sure what to say, and so you can lose an opportunity by talking about things that are peripheral to the gospel and not the heart of the gospel. How many of you have ever ended up opening up a spiritual conversation with someone and ended up down some rabbit hole speaking about um, you know, evolution or politics or, or you, you, you're talking about some, some peripheral thing, but you never get round to speaking about the gospel and the love of Jesus and what, uh, what he's done for us. We want to make sure that that is not any of our stories in this season. And I know that's been definitely true for me. Debbie and I, when we first went out into ministry in, uh, in 1992, um, it, we went onto the campus of Rhodes University in Grahamstown, and back then it was amazing. I was 22, she was 20, we went out, and back then, to be quite honest, we knew so little, we didn't have much things to get distracted on. <laughs> we, we knew the gospel, <laughs> and you know what, only later did we start reading, and we knew the gospel. And you know what, it's sometimes the most effective, productive, fruitful season of your life is when you've just got saved. Because you're not distracted with other stuff. You just talk about, well, this is what happened to me. It can also happen to you. This is what the gospel is. It can ha happen to you. So I want to speak about that. Firstly, when sharing your faith and the reason we go out to share our faith, I, it's important to keep in mind why we're doing this. Why we're sharing uh, uh, our faith. Love is our agenda. We're not out there to argue with people. We're not out there to 
to uh, win arguments or to score points or we're not with some agenda other than this agenda it's love it's that people would know god's love that people would enter into the love that you know and that you've experienced and the foundation of love that it creates in you about five years ago i was in in turkey in istanbul turkey and uh and Debbie and I had the privilege of praying with a young Muslim man who had grown up in Islam his entire life. And, and what actually happened was I gave him a prophetic word and it provoked his heart. And um, then he, uh, and then he kept, kept, kept on coming to the meetings. And at the end of our conference, he gave, he gave his life to the Lord on a Saturday night. And uh, he gave his life uh, to Jesus. And the next day he comes into church and he's got tears just in his eyes. And then he, he tells us, he said, you know... I went back home. I could just—I was just changed. I came in to church today on the on the bus. And he said he sat at the back of the bus and he looked around at everyone around him. Bearing in mind he's a young Muslim man and he's aware of the fact that probably everyone on the bus is is either um, they're Muslim or nominally Muslim. And he said I just sat there and I just began to weep. I just began to weep. And I said to myself, they don't know. And he just felt a desperation in his spirit for people to know the love that he was experiencing in that moment, to know the love of Jesus. And the, that young man who went on and actually he immigrated to Germany and he's now uh, married uh, to a pastor's daughter in Germany and he's gone on to, to have a ministry in, uh, in Germany. But it just so struck me, having been in the gospel and in the kingdom for many years, to see the gospel afresh through a new convert's eyes. This is why you're going out there. So when you're afraid to open your mouth, you're not wanting to fight with people. That's not your motive. It's just what Jay just, just said. It's like, it's loving people. That's the gospel. It's loving people. We want to love people and you want them to know God's love. So there's some general principles that I want to give you for sharing the gospel. Firstly, look at Jesus as your example of what it means to share the gospel. Jesus, when he went out, he lived connected to God. He lived connected uh, to God. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in sharing. So that it's not just, you're not just going out like some gung-ho you know, gospel cowboy, you know, you, you are out there um, wanting to love. So you're asking God, lead me to the people you're already speaking to. And uh, on Monday, Jess and I, one of the most encouraging moments when we spoke to the, the young girl who gave a life to the Lord, I've been praying, I've been saying, Jesus, would you lead me to the people you're already working on? So I started out with the prophetic word that I had for her. I said, because as she walked towards me, I kind of, I caught her eye, and in that moment of catching her eye, the Lord spoke to me, gave me a word for her. So I went up to her, and I said, yeah, sorry, as you walked up to me, God just spoke to me. And this might be a little bit strange, but I feel like God has a word for you, a message for you. Would you be interested in hearing? And she looked at me, and she said, that is strange. Because a week ago, another guy came up to me and said exactly the same thing. And when I gave her the word, I said, that makes sense. She said, you know, I'm trying to work it out. 
because the other guy who came up to me said the same thing that you just said. And then I asked her, I said, are you interested in spiritual things? And she said, I haven't been until now, but now I think I'm beginning to get interested. The amazing thing was, is God just teed that way up for us. It was like, Nigel, just swing in the general direction. You can't miss. And you know, I want to encourage all of us to begin praying. To begin praying and say, God, lead me to the people that you want to love this week through, uh, through me. And you will find that you will have the joy and the privilege of being God's mouth, being God's hands, being uh, God's face in people's lives. Secondly, Jesus connected with the person. When Jesus was standing at the, at the well, he asked the, the, the Samaritan woman, he asked her a series of questions. Those, that series of questions were designed to build a connection. Jesus didn't just walk up to her and say, Yay, Samaritan woman, thou art a sinner. I am thy answer. He started with questions. He built a connection. And you know, this is actually the most natural thing in the world. Um, to build a connection with people. And if you live your life just asking people questions, making conversations, um, you know, hey, wow, that's, that's, that's a cute puppy you're carrying there. Where'd you get it? What's his name? Uh, it's a, just start a conversation. It's amazing how just starting a conversation with people can lead to a life change for them. But seek to build a connection with uh, the people that you are uh, speaking to. But this is the next part. Know your message. It's so important for us as Christians to know when we have the opportunity to share the gospel. What is the gospel? Because often, so often what we do is like, and I've done this. I, I realized I've sat on airplanes and flown for hours sitting next to people. And telling them miracle stories. And I, 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 I've seen them go, wow, wow, that's amazing. And I've because I've seen so many, I've seen God do so many different miracles. I've seen God encounters. I've seen angel encounters. I've seen demonic deliverances and everything. And you know, as amazing as those things are, if we don't get to the point where we tell them the story of what Christ has done for us, they don't have the opportunity to respond and experience those self-same miracles in their own in their own life. So know your message. And I'm going to give you the outline in, uh, in a moment and show you two different possible ways in which you can share your uh, share the gospel. And I want to tell you that you're going to start having opportunities. But some of you maybe haven't shared your faith with another person for years. This week, God's going to open up opportunities for you. And we're going to start seeing harvest as people experience the love of God through our lives. Amen? So, also, Jesus got involved with the, uh, involved the person um, through questions, through stories, through examples. And, you know, stories are so powerful. I love to tell stories. Eh? Yeah. Your, your own story is so, is so powerful, you know. When you sit down with people and they share something, you say, oh, that's interesting. This is where I come from. This is what has happened in my life. Before I got saved, um, 
I was very hard against the gospel. <laughs> in fact, my old, my old headmaster, um, I, the first wedding I ever did was a young couple in our church, Richard and Bronwyn. And um, when I did their wedding, I didn't realize that they were, he was the nephew of my old headmaster. My old headmaster had not heard the news that I had become a Christian. And uh, so when he met his uncle again, and uh, his uncle said, Oh, that's fantastic. Who did your wedding? And uh, Richard, Oh, uh, my pastor's called Nigel Desmond. And my headmaster's jaw just dropped. He went, Desmond, did your wedding? Is it legal? <laughs> that, was, that was his reaction. And you know, sometimes... Your own story, your own testimony can be a vehicle through which you can open up an opportunity to share of the goodness of God. When I was at school, like and this was the story I was going to tell you, I used to argue with every Christian I could find. And I was quite, um, I was quite a good atheist evangelist, to be quite honest. I, I rattled many a Christian's cage. Until one day I met a guy, Ketsabili Sitabon. I will never forget Sitz. I went into his room and uh, Sitz was extremely intelligent, but he was a Christian. So I thought, yeah, he's obviously not that smart. And uh, I went in and I began to argue with him about the gospel. And he looked at me and this is all he said. He said, Nige, I don't know about that, but let me tell you what happened to me. And he told me his testimony. I was completely <laughs> defenseless. Because I couldn't argue with him and say, that didn't happen to you. I disagree with that. He told me the miracle of how he got saved and how God touched his life. And I walked out there with my buddy, who we both gone there to argue with him. And I looked at him and I said, what do you think? He looked at me and said, I don't know, what do you think? I said, I think we should go and play pool. And we just both went and played pool because we didn't want to talk about it. And a couple of months later, I surrendered my heart to Jesus when someone presented the gospel to me. My heart was rent open. And finally, Jesus lived his message and was an example through his actions. And you know, sometimes it's hard to walk up to someone and, uh, and just start a conversation. Maybe you can start a conversation by an act of love or buy someone a coffee or, hey, I see you going through a hard time. Would you like to come over for a meal? Or, you know, just just living your your faith through your action okay so sometimes the i'm going to go into how to make a connection sometimes that's the let's be honest that's the most difficult thing how many of you have ever sat next to someone thinking okay With this person who I would like to share my faith. Is anyone, is anyone else ever done that? Okay, I'm just checking. Maybe it's just me in bed. Okay. But the first thing is, like I've said, is pray. Just be praying. Holy Spirit wants to use you. And Bill Johnson has this saying. He says, the Holy Spirit is imprisoned in the heart of unbelieving believers. <laughs> Believers who don't believe that God will do something uh, through them. You know, um, one, of my, one of my good friends, he's, a, he's a, another pastor, Pastor Gavin Swanapool. I'll never forget the story. He was 
leading a, a leading an outreach in, Kwazulu, in Swaziland one time, and he was the leader of the team, and he ended the meeting by saying, um, "Does anyone is anyone sick? Does anyone need healing?" And a woman puts up her hand and says, "What's your problem?" She says, "I'm blind." <laughs> no, no, she was deaf. Yeah, I'm deaf. And, and Gavin said in his heart, he went, "Oh no!" <laughs> he said, "She's got a stomach flu or something. Please, seriously, she's a headache. We have to start with deafness." And he'd never prayed for healing before. And this lady comes forward, and he and he prayed for her. And he said he had no faith. He said he just went through the because now he was the leader, and he and he said he had no faith in his heart. He lays hands on her, he prays for her healing. In the name of Jesus, ears be open. And the lady goes, I'm healed! And Gavin shouts, You're kidding! <laughs> You're kidding! And you know, sometimes that's us. Isn't that true? It's like we pray and we actually don't believe that God's going to do something. But I want to tell you if you start praying for God to give you opportunities, to, uh, to, to pray for your friends or schoolmates or study mates or, or colleagues at work or person on the bus or uh, someone in a restaurant. God will start putting opportunities in your place. Not only that, but God will start giving you words of knowledge and words of knowledge. I was so proud yesterday. My daughter, 17, she was off shopping with her little, her little sister. She walked past the lady and just saw that she needed love and encouragement. So she turned around Asked the Lord for a prophetic word and gave her a prophetic word. I wasn't with her. Her mom wasn't with her. And she just went and gave this lady a, a prophetic word. You know, it's amazing that sometimes it's just a matter of getting over the chicken line and asking the Lord to do something. Secondly, initiate a conversation with God's love and with His presence. And you know, there's many different ways in which you can do it. Ask a question. Hey, God. Um, man, do you come to this coffee shop um, uh, often? Do you, do you like, uh, uh, is cappuccino your favorite uh, drink? Um, what I often uh, will do is just find something to admire or to compliment in that person. You know, I stand there and think, hey, you know, you've got an amazing smile. Um, you made my day. Yes, you've got an amazing puppy too. Um, or he's a very, very church dog. That was amen and dog. You know? Um, or you can use the, the presence of God, you know. Um, get a prophetic word for someone. And by the way, prophetic words don't have to be, um, they don't have to be spectacular to be powerful. Um, the first time I started ministering in the prophetic, and the Lord just really taught me this. I can remember I, I was at a conference, there was a couple of um, probably good five to six hundred people in the room. I had another guest speaker who had written like 30 books and I was feeling super intimidated. And so I started calling out prophetic words and I had some quite powerful ones until this one lady came up and the Lord said, tell her that she's beautiful. And I said to the Lord, Jesus, this is not a prophetic word. This is a word of observation. This is, this is not a word of wisdom. Word of I said, just tell her that she's beautiful. So I began to speak that over her. I thought it was obvious. I thought like anyone who looked at the woman could see that it was uh, obvious. I began to speak that over her. After about the fifth time, she began to weep. 
because the anointing, the presence of God on that word began to seep into her heart and something broke off of her. Come to find out afterwards that her deepest belief system was, was that her sister was the pretty one and she wasn't pretty. And, and just something broke her. So sometimes, you know, you might have, God loves you. God's with you. God's proud of you. You know, you don't have to have, your middle name is George. Your mother's middle name is Harry. <laughs> you don't necessarily, Harriet, short for Harriet, obviously. Um, you don't necessarily have to have that. But if you will speak under the anointing of the Lord, you'll find that God can crack open. Sometimes you can even use a treasure hunt. We've done the treasure hunt can be a, a wonderful way to uh, reach out to people where you get out a sheet of paper and say, Holy Spirit, give us clues. Help us and we, maybe later on we will train you in this. And actually I'm not going to tell you more about it today, but we will train you in how to do a treasure hunt. So start a conversation. Ask them questions. Find something to admire and, uh, and express it. You know, there's so many different ways to, lo uh, to love people. And if you will do it with gentleness and respect, you'll be amazed at the conversations that God will uh, open up. Then to transition it to a more spiritual place, you might want to ask a question like, tell me, are you interested in spiritual things? Are you interested in spiritual things? And then listen to them as they, uh, as they say it. Or you might ask, do you believe in God? That can open up a very interesting conversation. Um, have you given your life to Jesus? I've often asked people. What about this one? Why do you think you exist? What is the purpose of your existence? That's so powerful. Because actually, all of us, in our, right in the core of us, we wanted to find that purpose for our existence. That's bigger than just, you know, I'm here to work. I'm here to earn a salary and put food on the, uh, on, on the table. Why do I exist? Well, you might ask the question, where are you on your spiritual journey? That can open up some very interesting uh, conversations. And then, once you begin to ask those questions, know the story of the gospel. Tell the story of the gospel. And I'm going I'm to tell you the four essential elements of the gospel, and then we will do some, um, some role-playing. So, the gospel is essentially this. There's, a, there's four sections that I can put it that way. The overview of the gospel story is the father is looking for his lost children to bring, uh, bring them down. Or the gospel is a love story about a father who is searching for his lost children. Remember that. That's the gospel. It's a love story about a father searching for his lost children. And we are essentially wanting to build a connection between the listener... And, to, and so that we can share the Father's love. So this is the beginning of the gospel story. The beginning of the gospel story is that you were created to know God and to love God. You were created for connection. Your, your life was created to be connected to the goodness of God. All of us. Every one of us. That's why all of us go through life looking for a love connection. Because there's a higher love connection. That's, that's to be connected. Uh, you might start with, are you interested in spiritual things? Do you believe in God? Where are you on your spiritual journey? Why do you exist? And uh, so you, tell, you are wanting to tell them, you are created 
to have a relationship with God and God has a really amazing plan for your life. That's the beginning of the gospel. All right? However, there is a problem. Instinctively, every human being in every culture at every time has sought to understand the nature of life. We can see that there is a problem and we are trying to fix it. Does that make sense? Instinctively, we realize something's gone wrong. This is the problem. And, and the Bible tells us, Romans 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's what's preventing us from having the fullness of the life that we've been created for. That which we feel we are meant to have, that we can't have. The problem is this. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's good to emphasize at that point. All have sinned. There's no one righteous. I'm, even though I'm sharing this with you, I'm not uh, righteous outside of Christ. Only Christ, uh, Christ is righteous. All right. The third part of the gospel. I'm just going through this quickly and then we'll show you a way to share it um, um, powerfully. The solution is this. The solution, although uh, uh, Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all of, uh, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6 verse uh, 23 says, um, For the wages of sin is death. The consequences of our sin is separation from God. As a consequence of that separation, we can't connect with the life that God has for us. See, God really loves us. But because of our sin, all the things we've done wrong, that sin has stopped us receiving the good life that God has for us. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Can you earn a gift? Obviously not. If you earn a gift, it's a payment. Alright? If you deserve a gift, it's a reward. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, uh, our, uh, our Lord. And so that's the solution. We point to Christ's work at the cross as the solution. And then we challenge a response to this good news. And you see, many people believe in God. In fact, many people believe in Jesus and, you know, they think that, well, you know, I believe in God and, and I try to be good and, and you know, I try, and, I, and I pray uh, uh, sometimes, but they've never had this response. So now, say, and this, I often use this as an illustration, um, say you believe uh, this was 50 bucks and I wanted to give, uh, give it to you and I offered it to you and I said, Sam, here's 50 bucks for you. Sam, would you be able to spend this 50 bucks that I've got you if it was in my hand? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to see Sam. Sam's smart. Sam's smart. What, what would need to happen, Sam? You would need to give it to me if I were to spend it. Absolutely. And how would you get it? You would take it. Smart boy. <laughs> Do you know I'm related to that kid? Um, um, so, that's the thing. Unless you receive something, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't impact your life. You might believe that I'm offering you 50 bucks. Sadly, Sam would have been deceived. Um, that's not. It's not actually fifty bucks. You might believe it. You might reach uh, reach up, but until you take it, it's not. Uh, it's not yours. And so that's the gospel. It's the beginning. God's plan. The problem. Where, uh, sin has separated us from God. God's solution. The cross of Christ and His love for us. And finally, our response. If you know those four things, you know the gospel, and you can uh, present the gospel. Quickly, short, uh, and powerful. Okay, now, 
I'm going to leave Debs to Jesus and read. No, you're going to leave me to Jesus. Be good for the pastor to get saved, the speaker to get saved. So Debs is going to start first. I'm trying to find a little clock. Yeah, use this one. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Okay. Well, let me just have a guys. I'm, I'm also going to, I'm, I'm also on the fly here, so. I'm not perfect and so if I make a mistake it's just like you're going to make a mistake and you're going to roll with it it's like even everyone's there okay so I'm, I think let's do I'm standing in a queue behind and I've noticed Nigel's been limping and I say wow hi there what's, what's up with the, the um, leg uh, well um, I got into a fight with three guys um, yeah and one of them managed to land lucky kick, but I put put down the other three guys. But it's been okay, very painful. Okay, could you make this easy for me? <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> wow. I hurt you in the fight. Wow. You know, I've seen God heal people of various different sicknesses and and sore places and everything. Do you think you'd allow me to pray for you that you can have it healed? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Romans 6, that the wages 
You're not speaking to me. <laughs> You're not saving me. I'm saving you. <laughs> well, Jesus is at least. So, um, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that, you know what? Because of our, our falling short, because of, of um, our sin, it means there's separation, the separation from God. But God so wanted to connect with you that he sent Jesus with the gift of life so that you can be restored into his relationship and this amazing life that he has planned for you. That you don't have to try to do it on your own anymore, but that he will give you this life, but it's in Jesus. Now, if, Nigel, I had, say, a 50 rand note here, and I wanted to give it to you, and I, I put it in this book, and I folded it up, how would you get that 50 rand note? Um, You'd have to take the whole book and yep. get the life, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the same way, Jesus came, and he wanted to give you that life, and he said, if you, the Bible says in John 1 verse 12, if you receive him, if you believe him and you receive him, he will, you will become a child of God. So if you receive God into your life, you're going to experience this amazing life that he has for you. And all you have to do is to receive it. You need to take it. Because you can believe, even the devil believes that in God, but it's not until you receive it. And he's standing at the door of your heart this morning, Nigel, and he's knocking at the door of your heart, and he's asking to come in and connect with you so that you can experience the full, his full love and everything that he has for you. Do you think you want to do that? And open your heart and, and ask God and invite him in. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's one way uh, you can do it. And like, listen, afterwards, grab a sheet like this. That will give you the basic outline of the gospel. We've got some at the front here. Take it home, read over it a couple of times. And so you know that if you get the opportunity, you know what you're going to say. Okay, another way to share the gospel and uh, this is this is a, a and these are just methods they're not we're not religious about them um, you can use any method you want but this is just to make it easier for you and to give you some ways of sharing the gospel it's nice and simple i like it there's an app you can download uh, if you want to download it on your phone and it's called jesus at the uh, at the door so um say i've just uh, you know had a prophetic word for debbie she's very touched uh, uh by I might start uh, say to her. Oh, thank you so emotional. It was so amazing. Thank awesome, you. Awesome, awesome, Debbie. You know, um, it's so great to meet you. Tell me, have you? And we've got some of these at the front uh, for you. Have you ever seen this um, this picture before? This image? No, I don't think I have. Debbie, this is a representation um, of Jesus just knocking at the door of our uh, our hearts, and. You know, right now, I believe Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart after, you know, what's just happened to you and the Lord's speaking to you like that. But you'll notice that the, the handle of the door is on the inside because only you can uh, open the door of your life uh, to, G uh, to Jesus. And uh, if you flip over the back of the card, it's got all, uh, all the, uh, these steps. I'm just checking. <laughs> so, Debbie, let me ask you a question. Um, do you believe in God? Well, you know, I used to believe in God. Um, I, I mean, I maybe still do. I went to church with my parents when I was younger. Do you pray? Um, sometimes when I'm in a difficult spot. Yeah. You see, prayer is one of the most natural, um, one of the most 
natural instincts of the human heart. We pray, but, but often when we pray, we cannot pray to whom it may concern kind of prayers. We just pray out there. And it's a little bit like there's Jesus knocking at the door of our heart. But we, while he's knocking, we're talking to him through the door. It's not like we can see him. It's not like we've got a personal relationship with him. He's wanting us to open the door. Um, and he wants to have a personal relationship with us. But there's a problem. There's something that separates us from Jesus. Imagine you had a backpack on, Debbie. And in your backpack, you had all the things you've ever done wrong uh, in your life. Or every time you've hurt someone or said something mean or, or you didn't do something or did something bad. How heavy do you think your backpack would be? See, that backpack represents the things that prevent us from entering into a relationship with God. It's almost like it represents our debt with God, what, uh, or the, the debt we owe to God. And for all of us, we can't pay that debt, uh, debt back. But imagine you had a debt on earth. Say you were a business owner and, and you owed the bank um, 5 million rand. And you couldn't pay. The bank are phoning you every, uh, every day. And they're saying, listen, if you don't uh, pay me that 5 million rand, um, we're going to come take your business, we're going to take your house, we're going to take your, uh, uh, your car. And not only that, but we're going to send you to prison. And um, how would you feel? I'd feel very scared. Very, very scared and stressed. But you met me at the gym and I walked up to you and I said, hey Debbie, um, I've got a check here for 5 million rand. And I want to uh, pay the, uh, that debt. Maybe you were a bit skeptical at first and you took your check down to the bank and said, this, this random guy um, gave me a check for five million rand. It's, it's not possible. And you, and you gave it to the cashier and they said, now cash it. And lo and behold, the check cleared and your debt was cleared. How would you feel then? I'd feel really good. <laughs> you'd feel pretty good. And um, not only that, how do you think you'd feel towards me? I might become your new best friend. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but you see, that's exactly what Jesus has done for us. He wrote us a check, signed in His blood, that clears all our debt with God. So that we can have a personal relationship with God and enter into that relationship that God, uh, God has for us. And so, if Jesus was standing here right now, and He was knocking on the door of your and He was asking you to, uh, to let Him in, do you think you'd, you'd let Him in? Well, Debbie, um, he is here. And you know what? He loves to touch our, our lives. Can, can you see the wind? No. No, you can't. But you can see that tree moving, can't you? We see the effect of the wind. It's the same way with God. I'm going to pray for you right now, if you don't mind. And I'm going to ask God to touch you. And you're going to feel his presence. So, may I pray for you? Mm -hmm. So Holy Spirit, I just release your presence over there in me right now. <laughs> and I thank you, Lord, that you just fill it with your joy, Lord God. And you just touch it. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know. Did you feel don't, that? Don't do that. Yeah. Guy to a girl. <laughs> they might not enjoy that. Okay. Did, you, did you feel that? Yes. That's Jesus knocking at the door of your heart right now. Would, do you think you'd like to ask him to come yes. into your I'll pray this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. 
I open the door of my heart. I open the door of my heart. And I make you Lord of my life. And I make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Amen. Amen. So Debbie, right now you've made a decision to follow Jesus. It's a it's a it's a huge change. You were living a life without God, and now you made a decision to change the way you live and to enter onto a road with God. And um, so, um, if you just, uh, we'd like to keep in contact with you. If you could just write down your name, if you don't mind, your name and, and maybe a contact number so that we can send you some follow-up material. Would you mind doing that? All right. So here, here's two different ways. And honestly, if you practice them, practice them with your, your friends and your spouses, um, and uh, just... Uh, you'll find that you get more and more adept at doing this. And it's actually a simple way of leading people to the Lord. For those of you who are more technologically um, inclined, the app, the Jesus at the Door app, I used it this week with uh, Morgan at the gym, and it was really powerful. It's got these uh, steps on the back. It's got training videos that you can uh, watch and, uh, that will encourage you. And it's got a follow-up uh, section where you can get them to... Um, write down a number and everything and send them a follow-up card. It's just an encouraging way to share your faith. Amen? And I just, the reason why we're going over this again and again is because you need to hear it again and again so you become more and more familiar with it. But this is the final word to you on, for this week. Just do, do it! it. <laughs> it's never, like I said the first week, it's never going to get easier and you're never going to get less intimidated. Just do it. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.